I'm Ryan. That's Matt. How you doing, Matt? I really could go for a steak. I I could too. You know, well, luckily I have one strapped across my <laughs> my, my pelvis, so you're, I'll just I'll just shuttle it over to you. Your conads. Um, yeah, um, you know, it's keeping me. It's it's a, I wear it like a badge. Um, I wear it uh, out of um, out of out of a self-selected desire to keep myself pure, and and I wear it as my chastity belt. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, listeners, um, boys and girls, uh, friends of the in- across the internet, uh, we're uh, we're talking today about the uh, indie band. Um, uh, chastity belt, uh, and and right now Matt and I are referring to you know so just go ahead and you know Google chastity belt if you didn't already when you saw the show notes. Oh God, don't um, do that. D- given what's on the internet, don't don't Google chastity belt. Google. God. Chastity belt. Uh, turn safe search off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, no, Google. Google. Yeah, Google lock. Ch- yeah, Google. lock it down to like site equals kink dot com or something like that. No, that's uh, terrible. Uh, Google Google Chastity Belt. Um, and we should talk about this, but Google Chastity Belt Seattle. Yeah. Uh, Chastity Belt. Walla Walla. Uh, and uh, Chastity Belt Walla Walla or Chastity Belt No Regerts. Um, and you will find um, the band that we're talking about. Um, and and uh, you'll also find their, um, their, their publicity photo, which has generated a lot of press, uh, which features the, um, the lead singer uh, wearing a Chastity Belt of, sh- of sorts. Uh, 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 fashioned uh, from a a uh, chain, a lock, and a a T bone steak. Um, and and we'll talk and a little thou. bit about this. A chain, a lock, a T bone steak, and thou. You know. I guess yes. Really, in a way, we're all part of the chastity belt. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the. Um... Uh, yeah, so so Chastity Belt are a Seattle band made of four women. It seems like the band started in college from reading some of the supporting materials and interviews and things like this that we will uh, link to. And and as Ryan said, the record is called No Regerts, their, their first full-length release, which you can see on their Bandcamp page, which we will also link to. is called No Regerts, which is a typo of No Regrets. And I'm glad you said No Regerts. I was going to insist on it. If we say Traverches, I think we have to say No Regrets. Well, actually, that's an interesting thing. Is yeah, if we well, I mean, that's an interesting question, right? If we say churches, churches. Uh, so if we say churches, we should probably say no regrets. Um, I mean, I think there's a question of when a band, right? So what what does what what does Chastity about want us to do? No, I think I think no regrets is right, right? Like so, I think the question is, what is the title of this album? Is it no regrets, or is the title of the album no regrets misspelled? Um, <laughs> right, sure. Uh, or is it called the typo album? <laughs> um, but yeah, so and I think maybe like a, a um, you know a good place to start right between this. Um, uh, between the publicity photo, which you've probably found by now, uh, listeners, uh, or the the uh, album title, uh, and even some of the the song titles, which include uh, uh, "Nip Slip," "Pussy Weed Beer," and uh, "Giant Giant Parentheses Vagina." Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I think Matt, my opening question to you is: Is this band serious? <laughs> the, I, I mean, that's that's interesting, right? Like. So, 
Are they for real? <laughs> which is, I think, which is the operating research question for this uh, this installment of TFT. Are you for real? Uh, <laughs> is this indie? They are. Uh, they are no ladies. That's uh, you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, do you think that it's? Do you think that we're more inclined to ask that? Actually, can can I answer your question by uh, by asking you another question? Um, uh, absolutely, that's how we're going to proceed for this entire um, a three hour special episode of TFT. Is this? Uh, this is a Socratic dialogue only in the form of questions. Um, <laughs> so so proceed, please, if you would like. <laughs> um, would you like? No. Uh, do Do you think we would be as as inclined to ask that if they were men? Um, I don't. Um, I mean, I, I, I want to keep playing the game, but I actually just want to answer the No, question. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- I, and I want to answer your question about whether they're, I, whether they're serious or not. But, uh, but I, I just want to point out, I want to frame the question in, mm-hmm. in the sense that, like, there are a lot of bands, ki- and, and they're not novelty bands. It's one, of the, it's one of the things, like, if we're, as before, when I proposed that we draw a continuum between the indiest and the corporatist, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, uh, I, I want to draw a, a continuum here. And on one side is, let's say weird Al, right? right. Like, and then edging closer, uh, still on the weird Al side, but kind of edging closer to the middle is like Jonathan Colton, maybe, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, we go all the way over to, I don't know, Sonic youth at the other end or something like that. Right. Or, uh, I don't know, because there's there's it's it seems to me there's a little bit of of knowingness and a little bit of fun in Sonic Youth, right? Like, is yeah, it, is it no, between no. humor and humorlessness, or is it between humor and and a sense of solemnity? I mean, I guess we could all think of a bunch of very solemn uh, rock and roll bands or indie bands if if we wanted to. But it strikes me that there is a position, certainly to the right of center, um, that that I'm going to call like. N- slightly novelty punk right hmm. where mm-hmm. where part of the part of the artistic project of the band is fucking with you right right and and fucking with your idea of seriousness a little bit and well yeah but i think that's an interesting question of like is there any other kind of punk um and, you know I, and and i guess or the question of slightly novelty punk so i think a band that i was thinking of when i was thinking of this question of how to um, engage with you know kind of seriousness or humor um, and, and, the, and trying to map out this spectrum in my mind uh, is the um, the punk band uh, the the dead Kennedys right so the dead Kennedys um, are known for uh, songs uh, some of their most famous songs include California Uberalis um, kill the poor uh, holiday in Cambodia um, which are sung um, Right, so um, you know that California Uberalis is uh, you know is is sung. You know, I am I am Governor Jerry Brown. My aura smiles and never frowns. Someday I'll be president. Um, and and that and, and it's kind of a, a a skewering of some of the the kind of California culture of the late seventies and, and early eighties. Um, and you know, similarly, you know, kill kill the poor is a you know. Um, you know what uh, a modest proposal on on like steroids and meth right that that is uh that that is that is is takes certain kind of right wing sentiments and blows them up and 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 i don't think anyone would call 
the Dead Kennedys a novelty punk band, right? Um, they were just a they were they were a punk band, but the, I mean, but at the same time, they're the way they, you know, um, they more than often than not, you know, played their lyrics. There was a a clear kind of verbal, you know, there's a clear sense of irony there or something that like i'm saying something that i obviously do not mean um but that it was and and they are funny but they're not they're they're not you know music-based comedy or right jokes right and so the the um right the the uh, the correct opposition to funny, the the uh, a great teacher of mine, the late John Hollander, uh, pointed out um, repeatedly. Uh, he had a, he he like I <laughs> uh, had a small number of of themes, and he came back to them repeatedly. Um, but he he pointed out that the the correct opposition to funny isn't serious. A lot of serious stuff is very funny. Yeah. Uh, the correct opposition to funny is is solemn, right? Mm-hmm. And the the correct opposition to serious is frivolous, right? Mm-hmm. So serious being necessary and important and frivolous being unnecessary and unimportant. And you can find a great deal of extraordinarily uh, solemn, frivolous things, you know, if right. you look, uh, if you, uh, look for them. Um, so, so I think it's not, so are, are they for real? Yes. Are they serious? Uh, yes. They're, they're also very funny, but I think that it's telling right. Uh, in a lot of the, the material that we shared in our prep for this, for, for this recording, um, uh, that you and I shared articles that we're going to link to in the syllabus section of the show notes, uh, is that, there's a lot of uh, like pitchfork uses a lot of metaphor in describing them and it's something i don't know maybe i'm just not well versed in pitchfork reviews but it's uh but when you describe a band as well the drummer makes it sound like they're at the middle of the the trampoline and she's playing drums at the middle of the the trampoline and the other women in the band are being knocked around on the trampoline right that's that's a a th- that really strains the aerobics of of figurative language right to to try to get at something and then the number of other bands that that came up um that in association, and a lot of it was sort of pitchforky and uh, indier than thou sort of one-upsmanship. Uh, I think there even was a a line in one of these reviews that I'm linking that's like, you know, they remind me of this other this other indie pop band that you probably haven't heard of. But uh, uh, but in in the larger paper or in the the traditional paper reviews from the Stranger and the Seattle Weekly, it's also like uh, Slater Kinney comes up, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. interesting. Um, um, I, read, I read a British uh, article, um, an article from like a British blog or a newspaper that actually compared them to Florence and the Machine, um, huh. a, a kind of a, a, a Florence of the Machine. If Florence Welch, um, Florence Welch, I think her name right, uh, got were to get drunk and start shouting at a fraternity party or right. something like that, um, and then I, also they might be giants, right? Like came up in the in the thing, and that's you know that's a lot more in the novelty music direction. Right in the sort of Jonathan Colton uh, direction. Um, yeah, and so it is interesting that there isn't as much, and I think that, I mean, and so I, I, I'm I'm kind of quite proud of my Dead Kennedys for like bro culture, right? The, like my take is that there is a kind of Dead Kennedys um, 
take here that is when there is, you know, irony or there is is humor or or kind of confrontation that it's meant kind of it's meant confrontationally um and 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 there's a deliberate politics to it right and there's even a politics to the the choice of i mean to the choice of the name um to the to the photo uh to um even some of the the performance style i think one of the one of the um seattle based uh articles that i read um in kind of trying to tell and frame a narrative of going from being humorous to maturing or becoming more serious um you know pointed out that in a um i believe it was a record release show for uh, note regerts um that uh, chastity belt was the most was actually then described them as as being solemn as being very still and very uh, um, and 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 not moving uh, at at all, um, and that. But again, kind of conflated this, you know, uh, uh, you know, sol- solemnity as a move towards seriousness, as opposed to another, in as, as to being part of a broader project. Um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that. Um, I mean, I guess to, to kind of to, to get into it, a, you know, a bit more, you know, um, and, and to see if we can kind of, you know, um, w- w- you know, escape some of the traps that seem to be, um, uh, you know, uh, circling some of the critical discourse around this band. You know, Matt, what's what struck you about this this record uh, as you as you listened to it over the last week? What what kind of grabbed you either musically or lyrically? Um, and, you know, where do you think? the action is well i so i like uh, i would like to talk about the song james dean i mean i don't know i'd like to talk about all of these songs but i'd like to talk about sure. the song james dean because it actually it strikes me and i think we can kind of pull apart the way the way that it works uh not not pull apart but i think we can take a, a kind of a deep look at the way that it works uh and sort of come to understand this dynamic of of seriousness and and uh and funniness, right? Like, so it's, it's an up-tempo number. It's propulsive. It has this kind of like, um, uh, Julia Shapiro is the vocalist and she sings in this kind of, uh, wailing, you know, um, super, uh, exhortative, right? Like way. So she's like calling you and calling you to dance and calling you to mosh and like, you know, I don't know, have, have a good time. Um, so the the chorus of James Dean goes goes like this. Uh when I fuck you, uh you make me feel like a prostitute. When you fuck me, I make you feel just like James Dean. Mhm. Right. And so I don't know. This this uh this strikes me as as a very serious as a very serious statement about as and pitch pitchfork has a a, a great way of putting it uh, the politics of sport fucking right mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, that there that there's there's stuff about like a gender double standard being called out here that is really i mean that i think is probably true if you're having that experience of being in your early and mid 20s and and doing a lot of sport fucking i you know i don't know i don't know about you ryan i left those years behind me long ago you know but uh <laughs> uh <laughs> 
<laughs> but I know that when uh, Spore fucking sounds like it kind of, to me it sounds like um like kind of like sport hunting like like, <laughs> I, like I imagine I imagine like a fox chase <laughs> and and like I imagine like like you know lady mary and and uh and, and the rest of the family on their horses and they're just out for a, a good a good bit of sport fucking uh, uh, the, the the first sport fuck of the season you know and yeah i mean in a lot of like uh american cultures right like sport sport fucking is a very important part of the heritage and that's why we can't we can't change the second amendment because of the rights of sport fuckers Exactly. Exactly. Uh, there's 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 a right to bear genitalia. That's, that's all we're saying. You don't have to cover them up with stakes. No. No. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but no. But but stick on that. Um, okay. So the the um, well yeah that's the point right you can't get thrown off. <laughs> we're sport fucking here. Um, the uh, right the the idea. Uh, the, Okay, so then that's that's the context, right? And then and then more more lyrics that are that seem sort of serious, right? The verse is this is sex, this is war, this is me fucking you on the dance floor, which sort of undercuts the right the the uh I don't know, the kind of the political nature of it, right? Though I guess the personal is political and the the uh the house party personal is is political. Um so the the uh so it's it's about like uh it's about a very sort of personal experience and it's told from a very personal point of view right this isn't a folk song you know about right. like uh about peoples right about you know i don't know about large movements in history this is about a, a specific experience um from a specific person's point of view the the you know, narrator persona of this song, uh, and it's told from a, a specific place and time. But it does it does sort of reach out into these larger areas of uh, into these larger areas of like gender politics and inequality and and sexism and and all this. Great, super. Now, um, wait, I want to stick. Can we stick on on James Dean a little more? Or? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I so I want to like I want to layer on because okay, it's yeah. done in this up tempo, you know, musical in this up tempo musical way, and and I sort of sort of wonder, you know, what it, what is all the shouting in punk about, right? Like some of it is is uh celebratory shouting because we're you know i don't know we're young and fuck you and we're going to make a lot of loud noise and there's this kind of there's this kind of uh joyful because exuberant uh assertion of oneself right um and and or we're shouting because we're pissed off about something right and it, you know and it does kind of become political because this is unjust and margaret thatcher and you know uh, all of this, but, but this sort of strikes me, um, as being in the kind of exuberant and, and maybe a little joyful, uh, camp. This is not a protest song about gender inequality, right? In, in your friends with benefits relationships, right? Uh, 
this is not this is not that this is sort of a uh i don't know a, a full throated celebration of uh of this stuff so so it's the, uh, there's a great deal uh, there's a great deal going on i mean there are a lot of sort of different elements that seem to be working at, at cross purposes that you have to yeah you have to sort of account for if you're going to to uh you know put a construction on the song that that attempts to to give a reading of it yeah, and I think that I mean I think that you're that you're right because I think that what's um I mean I think it's int- I mean I guess the question I was going to ask is what does it mean to feel like James Dean? Um because I think that and I and I mean I'm I'm I think about um and I actually don't know like James Dean's body of work that well, but I I think a little bit of I don't know Rebel Without a Cause. Um and and I think a little bit about kind of images about kind of you know, being a badass, driving fast, living dangerously, and and I feel like what you feel in this this song. I mean, this and this for me also was one of the um, first songs on the album that really um, that, that grabbed me. Um, well, and and it's the third song on the album, and we can kind of talk about I, 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 uh, album sequencing a bit um, in the way that we talked about with uh, MIA uh, on the last episode. Um, and that, you know, the first two uh, songs, um, Black Sail and Seattle Party, are much more down tempo numbers, sure. um, much more kind of clean sounding in terms of the guitars, less distorted, uh, much more kind of sung rather than than shouted. And 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 actually, I mean, on my first like few listens of on the album, I heard these songs. Um, I kind of tuned out, and I'm like, well, oh. Like Pitchfork is really misusing this label of of punk, um, and then I I kind of put the album aside, and then but then it, it uh, I, I but then I you know trekked out and and gave it another um, shot, and I think um, on a first uh, after a few more listens, James Dean really jumped out at me because it's the first song, and it, f- it actually feels like the first song on the album. Yeah, sure. Um, and that there's this this statement of of purpose, um, not even so much lyrically, but just in the opening of the song that there's this stop start and a kind of vocals kind of hanging in the in the gap in the space, um, and that there's a creation of space and and a. a per- Pulsion into that space, and I think that, and it's like a thrilling song, right? And I, so I think this gets to what you're saying is that the way that it's sung or shout sung um, is, I mean, it's ultimately there's, I think, something there that's about kind of, you know, empowerment and disempowerment, and about a kind of, um, you know, a, a a gender political judo that's going on, right? That, um, you know, that, uh, and, and that, you know, the, the, the fucked becomes the fucker, right? That, <laughs> uh, and, and, and so a, a dick swallower or a boros, uh, yeah, you know. exactly, exactly. Um, and oh, no, no, exactly. And, and, um, and, and you go from B and, and you kind of see this, this reversal of going from, you know, follower to, to, to leader, um, and I think that there's there's something else, and I mean, I, I'd love to hear kind of and just stay on this what it means to feel like um, James Dean because something that I picked up from one of the um, articles I was reading that I was not aware of is that there is also and in the spelling of James Dean in this is James Dean. Um, 
as as in the the kind of famous the famous actor. But there is also another um, James Dean of 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 the screen uh, who is who is a porn star um, uh, who uh, um, spells his name uh, last name James D E E N, and he's been kind of um, as Wikipedia tells me uh, is is uh, one person has referred to him as the Ryan Gosling of the porn world, um, and his his kind of crossover into the non porn world um, is that he co starred uh, with uh, Lindsay Lohan um, in, um, uh, in in the canyons um, in the uh, in, in in the Paul Schrader film um, that was written by Brett Easton Ellis that was uh, you know was was pretty poorly received by uh, uh, by by critics uh, but I think that you know and so it's right it's interesting that his you know so there's another layer um, I mean and again it may or may not you know whether or not it's intentional there are other layers of what it means. <clears throat> to feel like uh, feel like James Dean, and who is you know getting to or not getting to feel like James Dean, and why? Yeah, um, I think you can't bring up James Dean like in this uh, among this demographic, right? Uh, like women in their twenties, and not um, not reference the porn star who you know has been in a lot of mainstream press right in addition to has has kind of had this crossover not just because the movie because i don't think anyone saw that movie um and a lot of the stuff i read about it in industry news was was more about the the novelty casting of a of a porn star kind of like sasha gray in um uh in the steven soderbergh movie called the girlfriend experience mm-hmm. um so it's uh but um he was uh, he's like he's called out in these mainstream articles uh you know a lot of which I've seen um uh, ca- uh as like uh the the yeah like the 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 Ryan Gosling of porn the the kind of uh a crush object um, right, the guy, and the guy next door kind of um is in the porn porn's boy next door sure. And that oh yeah, that's probably is that the headline of an article? Uh, uh, it's the headline of an ABC Nightline feature. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> right? Like God, how much more mainstream um, mainstream uh, can you get? Right. I mean, so- the, about the only notch more mainstream is to be on like the fourth hour of NBC's Today with Kathy Lee and Hoda. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Our next guest is get this a porn star. <laughs> oh wow! Um, so yeah, uh, so I think you can't reference and and so he's also like a star of Tumblr and like I you know it's very easy it's easy to like take two tumblers that do something and and christen it a trend in a you know in a trend piece for which I. Uh, I heartily recommend, uh, you know, the, the, the New York Times is on it. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, um, it's very easy to do that. But, but, uh, you know, I I got the sense from reading some of these articles that he's a star. That his like safe for work pictures, um, uh, sort of dude pinup pictures, end up being on uh, like a lot of tumblers. You know, you you could imagine Kitty Pride, for example, putting some. Uh, uh, 
uh, putting some pictures of James Dean on her Tumblr, though though not Lord because she's above that. Uh, yeah, well, and, and I think that I, I do feel like there's an affinity between Kitty Pride uh, or Kitty as she is now and and Chastity Belt, even though they're working in very different spaces um, musically. I mean, certainly the they fall into a similar you know age, uh, you know, similar demographics, um, and there are similar kind of. You know, generational, um, you, know, you know, common common influences, and some kind of common concerns about kind of you know gender relationships, um, and similar kind of uses of you know reference, you know, bricolage and 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 irony to kind of um, to 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 create meaning um, through through music, right? Yeah. I, I find there, and then and also and then a similar um, a, a do it yourself uh, ethos as well, right? Um, and 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 that's also something that is also I think talked a lot about in the critical discourse around uh, Chastity Belt. You know, so the first thing um, that we've been focusing on is this kind of the humor and the kind of tongue in cheekness or the smirkiness. But I think the other one is about what is a discourse about. Um, about amateurishness, and I mean it's another thing that um, I, I feel like you wouldn't see as much. Um, like you, you rarely see like long narratives of like you know male musicians or bands explaining how they came to start writing playing music. Um, you know that that it's it's like well of. You know, it's it's uh, of course a guy can make music because it's a a, a, a long among the things. There doesn't need to be to- as much of an origin story. Obviously, you know, there's some some articles on a new artist do detail emergence or background, but I, I do feel like in the um, the how did you learn to play those instruments as though it right. were like a do- as though it were like a dog riding a bicycle or something I, like exactly that. or it, it makes me think of I mean it, there's the line in um, uh, uh, was it it's in season one of Mad Men that Freddie Rumson says of um, Peggy Olsen when she kind of um, you know qu- you know drops the the basket full of kisses line uh, uh, as part of the kind of um, focus group uh, where the um, the secretaries are brought in to test this this lipstick um and and freddie rubson i think either at that moment or later on says it was like watching a dog use a ty- typewriter right that <laughs> engage in the process of writing um was this you know and, and drawing attention to it itself reveals the uh, perception that it cannot or ought not be able to be done right so that there's this discourse of oh yeah they're you know that they're self-taught on their instruments and that they you know either you know that it's there's a kind of some kind of gleeful amateurishness or unpolishedness um, and or the, you know or that they've like or there's a part of the discourse that's about how they've gotten much better at their instruments and yeah. again it just doesn't seem relevant I mean you know it, it's you know that the the the, the you know there I think what one of the things that jumps out to me is that there are a lot of very i mean in some ways that just takes away from the uh the fact that there's a lot of really interesting guitar playing on this album um uh there's uh, a lot of interesting cases where um the lead guitar either plays um you know either 
in some cases harmonizes with the vocals and other uh, cases plays a, a counterpoint um you know that that you have you have a lot of different uses of the guitar you know of, of a few different kinds of guitar textures um and and uh, you know interplaying with types of of kind of harmony melody and rhythm in really interesting ways um and and, and ways that are kind of you know um typical of a long kind of lineage of you know rock guitar playing but even guitar you know how the guitar has been played in in post punk right that if if um we've talked a little bit about the history of punk um actually i think we talked about a little bit about it on the kitty uh episode um of 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 tft um a few weeks uh, a few weeks back that you know that you know maybe the very earliest punk was about yeah we don't need to be good and we're just going to pick up these instruments and bang away at them and play a couple of chords and just get these songs out there but kind of but as punk you know uh, matured and became post-punk um and you know most of the post genres um uh, related to punk um whether it's post-punk or post uh hardcore ultimately referred like what those are all ultimately kind of signifying is a shift to like higher levels of musicianship um and kind of uh, technical and formal invention in the way the instruments are being played, and so there's like a lineage of really um, interesting guitar playing in kind of music on the punk spectrum. And I think I'm thinking about um, bands like uh, like Television and a few of the songs on here, um, some of the slower songs um, like uh, Seattle Party um, and uh, uh, Fool, I think, um, and and Happiness. Um, a number of them actually evoke uh, this uh, 70s um, New York post-punk band television, um, who was actually known for really being like, you know, one of the first real kind of punk rock guitar bands, which should be an oxymoron, but but isn't. Um, and then there's a long lineage that goes through uh, DC bands like Fugazi um, and, and more contemporary bands like... Um, uh, like like Q and not you, where there's lots of um, really interesting um, uh, guitar work um, that still you know is part of this this, this punk discussion, um, and and there's all, you know many ways to be and and again and you know Slater Kinney um, who you who you mentioned um, is is another you know instance uh, you know of that kind of uh, uh, spectrum. But, you know, again, rather than kind of talk about, you know, a relationship to a some kind of a canon or a, a tradition, it, it, it's it's much more, you know, there's a grab bag, right? There, there, there's a, a, a tendency to trivialize this both by kind of cherry-picking points of influence um, and or um, by, Com- by kind of... Yeah. yeah or by, by by just sort of saying this is either really amateurish or boy haven't they gotten good um, and both of those kind of trivialize both like the band's kind of um, um, development and, and kind of artistic project and their relationship to kind of you know what's what's out there right um, and so I don't know I think that that's um, you know I think that that's uh, very very interesting. Um, as well that, that yeah it's a way of know. it's a way of writing a process story and i think i mean i think you're right by calling it trivializing when i say process story i mean uh it's a way of of ignoring the issues and writing about something something procedural which is a technique that we've talked about uh before um 
right? That, uh, uh, and I think I mentioned Stanley Fish in this connection before the, the, uh, uh, American literary critic Miltonist, um, do, who, uh, who talks about the, the, uh, the, uh, particularly liberal tendency to focus on fairness as a way of ignoring the content of a of a communication in in mm-hmm. political in political discourse and and so uh you know a process story in general is a story about um is a story about the the uh uh, the behind the scenes aspects of something mm-hmm. that are not necessarily relevant to the to the manifest content of the work and and I think you 're right to call that out for being i think you, i think you 're right to to call out the sexism in that and i think you 're right to call it out as being a uh, a technique that that uh, whether intentional or not ultimately ultimately trivializes the accomplishment uh, of the musicians in the band right yeah absolutely um, and so yeah and so I think that there are two again and and these these two kind of the process story element and the kind of seriousness or the the the, the humor uh, um, thing. I mean, I was just very shocked to see that these were most of the things that most of the limited press on um, Chassis Belt are, are focused on. Um, and I think that I mean, again, it, it really um, I think that there's you know it, it obscures some other interesting things that are are going on um because i think that there's another interesting um element here that's i, I think there's there's there, there are themes about kind of you know states of awareness and and ways of kind of like awareness or consciousness um that are really interesting on this album um and, and about kind of this a, a some relationship between kind of mind and body, um, and so I, I think about and actually the song that I think is a good example of this is um, is is giant vagina, uh, and I think but I, I, I think the song uh, evil is uh, uh, touches on this as well um, as well as I think fool. Whereas there's a number of songs that you know either evoke dreams of bodies changing or 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 you know not having i think not having teeth or being born without teeth um and and or being you know the giant vagina is about kind of growing becoming monstrous and becoming huge um and so these kind of you know these these um these dream states i think are are very interesting um and they're uh, they take up a number of the songs and then a number of the other songs are um are about a different kind of you know shift in consciousness of of drunkenness and a kind of a, a engagement whether that's kind of um, drunken drunken conversations um, and kind of you know and as in uh, the Seattle party song kind of yeah oh your your tattoos are super interesting let's talk about them for a while um, or being drunk and like. And uh, and wanting to have some chips and dip, uh, yeah. and, and 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 the and the nip just casually slipping, right? Like, I mean, I think that there's something just really awesome about the song "Nip Slip," um, and that's a very brief song. It's a, it's a kind of moderately, kind of very casually paced song, um, and 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 they're very limited lyrics, right? It's just like I'm so drunk, uh, I just want some chips and dip, uh, nip slip, and then it kind of there's like. Like whispered nip slips and then the last like 30 seconds of the song are the, actually the sounds of eating chips um, <laughs> and 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 that but and that kind of fits with the set uh, with a lot of the kind of 
both dream state surrealism and the kind of you know the waking nightmare of being at at parties and and kind of you know whether it's self medicating through uh, alcohol or kind of participating in the you know the in, in the in the social act of the party, but then feeling kind of changed or outside of that, right? And and I think that that's you know and again it's it's in the individual songs as well as kind of in the um, in the whole, and I think it's a really interesting thing that's that's missed when you kind of just kind of stay at the surface level. Sure, I mean th- this. I would like really draw a line, a strong line, connecting um, the altered state of dreaming with the altered state of uh, of what. Um, uh, of of being high and and sort of say that they express they express an urge to sort of escape or go beyond uh, to transcend right that I, w- I I would connect to you know the the sort of punk uh, a punk protest against uh uh like it's uh, it's weird to say traditional but with the kind of the traditional punk stance against suburban conformity um or uh right or or kind of suburban malaise uh right as a sort of uh, as a sort of um uh, 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 oh God! <laughs> she can't tell I'm under the weather. I'm under the weather. This you week. you yourself me. are in an altered state uh, caused by the phlegm in your throat. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and I, I laid off the Nyquil even just to just to record this podcast. Um, I mean, because I mean, yeah, otherwise there'd be a lot more nip slips. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I podcast with you, Ryan, you make me feel like a prostitute. <laughs> Um, hey wait, Matt, when I project, when when I when I podcast with you, you make me feel like James Dean. So wait, which which one? Because it really matters. They're different. <laughs> um, that's that's a uh, you know that's the sausage a... maker, <laughs> Jimmy Dean. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> We we should perhaps we should perhaps reveal to to the listenership that for this second season of TFT, one of the titles that we were kicking around that that Ryan is responsible for, I wouldn't I wouldn't take credit for it, uh, was the Sausage Factory, right? Right, uh, right, because it's you know that if you. Um you know, it goes back to I think it was like a Bismarck uh, quote about um, you know if like was it like at, with laws as with uh, sausage um, you like you know if you if you like laws you know, you don't want to see how they are made like uh, like sausage. Obviously, it made a lot more sense. Um, I'm I'm kind of non-linearizing Bismarck, um, <laughs> uh, but the the point is is that one of the things that we are doing is going inside the sausage factory. Yeah, of how just- kind of me. And society and culture are are reproduced, and also also sort of the mental sausage factory, you know, and kind of giving an in the insight into the the grinding, the rendering of fat, and the grinding of gristle in our own, uh, you know, in our own minds, uh, so that we can extrude these perfect little turd shaped packages of you know uniformly distributed force meat uh, wrapped wrapped in an intestine, and you know uh, stuff them in your ear well right and i guess it's that i mean another way of saying that is that i mean it's an interesting take on the the process piece right so that on the one hand there is something 
distracting about doing about talking about the process rather than about the content but at a certain point process is content is process is content is process is content right there's there's an ouroboros um, well sure and, that that or like structure structure is content right yeah, and yeah, like yeah, to yeah, say yeah, yeah. to say that there is i right the and what are, what is that what is that opposed to well the idea that you know art has a it has a content it has a meaning and then the the form that that the meaning arrives in is kind of like an envelope right that just it's not part of the letter you know the the uh, it just it just functions to to deliver the letter to you to to some like you know transcendent meaning about you know human experience or uh, i don't know some bullshit like that whereas I mean, I think a lot of 20th century criticism was focused on the idea that, uh, that the medium is the message, right? To, to use, uh, McLuhan's phrase kind of out of context and for a different, for a different reason, or that the, the idea that like form and structure and, um, interior content, uh, or, or as Derrida would say, the relation, the relationship between base and superstructure, um, is actually inverted and is all it's all it's all kind of mixed up uh, with each other. Like uh, as the bits of, of fat, gristle, and meat are evenly distributed throughout uh, a delicious sausage. But I but I was talking about um, uh, uh, suburban conformity as a kind of as a kind of uh, low key but very malevolent uh, force of evil and the kind of the punk stance against that and like. Um, and it's interesting, right? Because like, you know, I don't know, you take drugs at a party, what? Because the party sucks on its own, right? The party sucks without it, without the drugs, just like my, my shitty suburban life. Or I guess in the case of, of Chastity Belt, they were, they were going to college together in Walla Walla, Washington, in like a rural, uh, in a rural, at a rural college. And so like sitting around in a wheat field and, you know, getting drunk, right? Like it's the best way to experience a wheat field when you're 19 and, and, uh, something. So there's this, there's this sort of high romantic capital R romantic mid 19th century kind of drive mm-hmm. towards drive towards transcendence. And, and even a sort of like to, to the extent of like deranging one's natural senses in pursuit of, uh, you know, in pursuit of transcendence, right? You, you know, you could you could end up like like Coleridge and and uh, you know smoking laudanum or what you know what whatever uh, whatever he was on and uh, writing Kubla Khan, I guess. Um, but uh, but or you could end up with Keats with like Keats with consumption, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, I don't know the 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 but there right there is this kind of. Ha- um, capital R romantic, you know, spontaneous overflow of powerful feeling or, or also emotion recollected in tranquility, right? Like, cause there are two in, in the preface to the lyrical ballads in the, the Coleridge Wordsworth kind of, uh, one of the seminal documents of English romanticism in poetry. Anyway, uh, there are two, definitions of poetry right one is the spontaneous overflow of powerful emotion the other is that it's emotion recollected in tranquility so it's not right you don't write the poem when you are exalted and when your senses are deranged and when you are Kublai Khan and you know in Xanadu uh, decreeing a stately pleasure dome right <laughs> and like right, right. dancing around in, with in, damsels yeah, and like, dulcimers they decide did Chet a stately pleasure dome decree right like, like <laughs> right <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, right, yeah, 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 exactly. A, 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 a stately chat, yeah, pleasure yeah. ice luge decree, yeah, yeah. a stately body shot decree. Uh, but, um, but you know, afterwards, when you're sitting around, that's when the you know that's when the art actually happens because it's from the tranquil state where you can impose some sort of order. Uh, when you can impose some sort of order on the experience that you can actually kind of make sense, uh, of the, the, the state's exalted. And it just, I mean, it just strikes me now that that may have something to do with the sequencing of sequencing of the album. Right. Because it's like, uh, you know, I don't know. Cause those first two songs are like, they're like late at night songs, right? They're not like, you know, they're not like the band is, the band is going and everyone is really amped up and we're all, you know, dancing around the living room at our house party. Right. They're like, well, most people have gone home. We're hanging out. Some people are laying on the couch, you know, it's like three, 34 you know and like right like things are winding down but we still got kind of a nice chill vibe going on and uh and that's what's really interesting is they start there right they're starting in the middle um, sure, sure, sure. They, they begin in medias race, or like it, and, and the album is told as it were in flashback, right? If this were, yeah. this, if this were, if this were the story of you know of a night out, and you know, I don't know, uh, getting frisky on the dance floor, and and kind of becoming a giant vagina, and uh, all all of these things. Uh, what a way! And, and I guess in that, you know, the um, I mean, you know, it's always. That's actually making me really like this structure, even though, and it explains in some ways why I found it, it challenging, right? That, you know, in some ways, right, rather than, you know, rising to a, a you know, starting from the base and rising to a, a phallic shaft, the album itself kind of loops around uh, in, in some way, and itself is a giant vagina. <laughs> um, there's a non-phallocentric kind of album construction here, um, and rather than building up, uh, you know, in, in some kind of way that you know that that is 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 you know how you do the album. They start in the middle, and then, like you say, flash back in different ways. Um, and I think that that reading of the of the kind of album structure as 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 deliberate um, is really is really interesting, and it kind of allows. I mean, even on the songs, I think something that it does do effectively is that even on uh, even. It casts this kind of tranquil, this 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 air of tranquility throughout even the the harder charging songs um, on the on the album, um, and it, it really kind of it holds together this kind of di- dichotomy of like the the um, the the reflection and the ecstasy, and you know of the wheat field uh, and the frat party, um, and I think that that's what's really cool, and you need to have both of those, um, and and not just as these kind of sequential. You know facts that are put out there, but as as these two things that are are living together um, as part of a, a uh, an overall environment that kind of form the kind of you know lived experience as part of the background of this, but part of the world that's being evoked. And so I think that you're absolutely right that the romantics are a really good um, a good touchstone here. Yeah, and I'm going to put a uh, I'm going to put a, a link to the preface to the lyrical ballads. The 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 uh, there there was. Oh God! It's been a while. I th- there was a 1798 version and an 1800 version, and we want the 1800 version here, which is why I'm going to find a link to it and drop it into the to the show notes. 
Um, also, I mean, you know, one thing that we actually didn't talk about a lot, you know, maybe we can close uh, on on this and you know see if there's any other songs or pieces of the album that this this relates to um, before before rapping is um, is just you know based on what where we've traversed and kind of what Chastity Belt's project seems to be, you know, what what is the Chastity Belt, right? And, you know, I think we asked. That's yeah, that's really interesting. And you know, I think we asked this question um, productively with with respect to, to um, churches as well, um, and and so you know I think maybe we and and obviously this is a whole other discussion pasture, but um, I think it's also a, a good place to, to to end is is what is is the chastity belt uh, in this in this context or what are the chastity belts, um, be, uh, you know other than a piece of steak held uh, held to your body by a uh, by a home depot chain <laughs> right yeah i well do you have uh i'm i'm kind of undecided uh i'm kind of undecided about it i what do you think I mean, I think that, you know, I, I mean, in a way <laughs> no, and I think I said this earlier, but I think that i mean it, it, I, one one read is that the chastity belt is the is 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 society right uh and 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 by society i don't mean that like an angry teenager um i mean that as a as as a as a durkheimian as as a sociologist right that that um that the chastity belt is is the structure right that is is kind of expect is the expectations that label a act as um, as as uh, you know a, a a sex act as being an act of of, of prostitution um, or even that label a, uh, a a a let's say vagina as giant um, or or label a band as being um, as as being humorous right so that 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 you know the it's it's the um, it's the discursive chastity belt yeah um, and 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 I think. That that uh and and so that so i mean what is what is chastity we talked about about kanye mm. uh we talked about like kanye and generativity right the the ability and like like kanye says mm. you know i like to fuck i like to talk shit you know yeah right like yeah. and that that is and those two forms of insemination and dissemination right <laughs> that 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 he talks that he talks about though um Honestly, it, it it was interesting to me. I had the thought after we recorded the Uses episode that, like, in you know, there's leaders and there's, there's followers. I'd rather be a dick than a swallower. Refers to no, a non procreative uh, sex act, mm-hmm. right? Which, which struck me as a, as an odd little odd little wrinkle in our uh, in our theory. But um, the idea is that uh, mm-hmm. you know, the idea is that that what what can prevent you from insemination and dissemination? I'm I'm trying to fill in I'm trying to fill in some scaffolding uh, yeah, under, yeah, yeah. underneath the idea that underneath the idea because I mm-hmm. think yeah, I think you're onto it. I think it's the the discursive chastity belt. Um, uh, what can prevent you yeah, yeah. from from uh, inseminating or disseminating or being inseminated or being disseminated? Right. Mm-hmm. So so a chastity belt, right? focuses on on the woman as a potential site of penetration and preventing that so you cannot be inseminated 
right? And and it it sort of it insists the the image of a chastity belt in, insists that uh, however giant the vagina is a site of insemination and not dissemination. That is to say, it's something that we can dismiss or that we can sort of cover up, and it won't pose it won't pose a threat to the to the social order uh, because women can't disseminate. They can only be inseminated. Right. And, and the idea of, I don't know, the, I, it strikes me that, that the idea of, of chastity belt, the idea of, of this band and the sort of political and artistic project of this band, as you know, to kind of take that stance of, of women as punk disseminators. Uh, right. Is, um, and and to sort of deal with with some of the ambivalence because you know like like most things like <laughs> this is the the you know progressive politics dirty little secret like like most things social change is always a mixed bag right like it's always uh there are always unintended consequences it's always not quite what you expect and it's always nothing no social change is all is ever an unmixed blessing right um it's just that it's just, everything is a trade-off and everything is a trade-off in life all the time forever and ever. So, so right. Like dealing with some of the ambivalence, uh, dealing with some of the ambivalence of like sexual seizing sexual agency in James mm-hmm. Dean and sort of dealing with some of the, uh, Kind of, kind of working through some of the contradictions and some of the tensions inherent in 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 this stuff. I think that I think the name is sort of part of this part of this project. This sort of this sort of engagement with the idea of with well uh, with the idea not to just reduce it to our pet concerns, but with the idea of authenticity or with the idea of being for real. You know, of yeah. being a real band and being being sort of legitimate. Right. And, and, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a good name for the band. I think it captures, I think it captures, um, whether, whether intentionally or not, I think it happens to capture a lot of what's very interesting to me, uh, about, about their work. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, sound off, uh, listeners, uh, you know, get in touch with us, um, give, give the song a listen, uh, do some of the, the reading of the, uh, you know, some of the secondary sources, uh, and join in the conversations. And there's a lot of ways, uh, to do that. You can, um, you know, I, I think, and I think our favorite way, and I think what's become the modal mode, uh, the modal mode of engagement is, uh, is I, by enjoying the Twitter conversation, uh, uh, at, TFT podcast, uh, but there is also uh, the Facebook page. There's also the show notes on overthinkingit.com, um, and so there's a, there's a number of ways to kind of uh, to engage in this uh, conversation with us uh, and with the other listeners uh, to this uh, site. Um, and you know, definitely, I think here's a case where um, and I've, we put out this call before. We haven't done it for a few weeks. Um, uh, and, and I'm going to uh, put a twist on the usual one. Uh, if you um, listened to this episode and liked this episode um, and also liked this band, um, share both of them uh, with someone. If there's a music enthusiast uh, in your life or an enthusiast of, um, of, of, of punk, uh, punk music or punk politics uh, or uh, of, 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 you know, uh, of, of any of the things that we discussed, share both uh, the band uh, and, and the episode with them uh, and, you know, invite them into uh, the world that, uh, that we're building. Um, and uh, until then, we'll be uh, back next week with another uh, TFT podcast. Thanks for listening.